0: I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share.
1: Reading from 2 Samuel. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time while Saul was king over us, it was you who let out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the people to the king at Hebron. And King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him set out and went from Baal Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. They carried the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the Ark of God and Ahio went in front of the ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. live by bread alone, but by every every word that that comes comes from the mouth
0: of God. Media bias has taken the spotlight over the past three years. You can usually tell which way a news outlet leans by the stories it highlights, the language that it uses, and the way that it presents opposing views. For some reason, many Americans seem surprised by the claim that news outlets are biased. Public outrage and charges of fake news have sprung up everywhere. Honestly, it's become difficult to know what to believe and what is true. We are continually hearing two different national narratives and both paint a pretty grim picture of current events. Most of ancient Israel's history is told through at least two national narratives. For a time, Israel existed as a loose confederation of tribes governed by local judges. The people eventually asked God for a more centralized government because of the chaos. God raised up a man named Saul as king over all Israel. And God would have established Saul's throne forever. But Saul's heart was not right with God. He habitually violated the contract that governed Israel's relationship with God. And he caused the people to stumble frequently. So, God unchose Saul and chose David, Ruth's great-grandson to be Saul's replacement. God said, "It is you who shall be shepherd, who shall shepherd my people Israel. You who shall be ruler over Israel." The people of Judah anointed David as king when Saul died, but the other tribes followed Saul's son. Two kings claimed divine right and two different national narratives emerged within Israel. A long and bloody civil war broke out between the house of David and the house of Saul. David's forces eventually triumphed over the remnant of Saul's house, and he went down in history as the best-loved king in all Israel. He united a divided people, He brought the Ark of God to the new capital in Jerusalem. This move signaled the central place that God's covenant with Israel would take during his reign. He was also very successful at beating back Israel's enemies. But there were some who did not share a blind love for David. They preserved stories that others admitted. Omitted, Like the one about how David slept with a married woman and then orchestrated her husband's death. Or the one about how David brought God's deadly wrath down on the people by taking a census. David's reign was the beginning of Israel's golden age. Yet even then, there were two different national narratives bubbling under the surface of the United Monarchy. Even in our United States, we are hearing at least two different national narratives. One is the story of hard-working Americans who carved a great nation out of the wilderness against all odds. The other is the story of those who were enslaved, robbed, killed, or pressed into service for the common good. These narratives came together in worship yesterday as I joined hundreds of people from across the Metropolitan Chicago Synod to install our new bishop. The service itself was a unique blend of traditional European liturgy, African cultural practices, gospel music, and Hispanic hymnody. Representatives from at least five other Christian church bodies participated, including the Episcopal Bishop, an assistant to the Catholic Cardinal, a bishop from the Evangelical Lutheran Church in Africa, the moderator of the Presbyterian Church USA, and a guest preacher from the United Church of Christ. It was a diverse gathering on the surface. And Bishop Curry pointed out that the differences between us went even further than the eye could see. Black and white, men and women, conservative and progressive, gay and straight, each of us with our own narratives, each of us with our own perspective on history, united in that gathering. These narratives are part of who we are and they have become a source of division among us more often than not. When one group moves into a neighborhood, the other group moves out. Two people do the same job but are compensated differently. Some have been crying foul since 2016 and others see conspiracies around every corner. The love of some is legally protected and celebrated with a public blessing, while the love of others is often subject to intense legal and religious scrutiny. We are supposed to live in unity as one nation, but we have lost a common national narrative. We are supposed to seek the common good But everyone has a different idea about what the common good is. Who is right? In short, no one, at least not on their own. The editors of the Bible realized this a long time ago. That's why they included both of Israel's national narratives in their editing process. The Bible was not written from one perspective, but from many. Different books present different pictures of God. And one book might contain the same story told different ways, from different perspectives. This might seem confusing or even sloppy to someone who identifies truth with simplicity and harmony. But the scribes, The rabbis and the early Christians often found truth in the dissonance between stories. God is bigger than any one narrative. As we learned from God's name at Horeb, God causes our existence and drives our history. Everyone in Israel understood that David's victory over the remnants of Saul's house was a sign that God favored David. Everyone understood that the ark's peaceful arrival in Jerusalem was a sign of God's embrace. Yet the narrative of David's faults persisted in some circles. Now God must act in concrete, historical ways, or God is not God. But the dissonance in Israel's two narratives teaches us that we are limited in our ability to understand God's acts in history. No individual or like-minded group can hope to know God on their own. We can only know God in community. And we can only know God in community that includes those who tell the story Differently, New understandings and narratives emerge from these communities. We begin to perceive a God who is much bigger than we previously imagined. We are overwhelmed by the autonomy of a God who acts independently of us. God's freedom to act has consequences for us. And in God's freedom, God chose to bind us together as sinners, redeemed by Christ. We have this in common, no matter what other divisions may exist between us. God works through our broken and competing narratives to remind us of our limitations. At the same time, God meets us in these narratives Redeeming us from ignorance and granting us the unity that we cannot hope to achieve on our own. Bishop Curry's installation offered a glimpse of this unity through worship. As he reminded us in his address, we are many members, yet one body. We need each other if we are going to understand the mind of God and live faithfully in the world. This does not mean that our lives together will be easy or comfortable. It does mean that our lives together will be filled with mutual blessing. And somewhere in the midst of the dissonance and the messiness, we will know Christ. And glimpse the face of God. I have taken to reading one story from multiple media outlets before forming an opinion on what is happening. This is a practice that has enriched me spiritually and has restored a human face to those with whom I disagree. The Bible teaches us that we do not need to fear different perspectives and different narratives. Instead, it promises us that we will find God between the narratives. King David's reign is significant because it had a major influence on Israel's expectation for the Messiah. It is also significant because it shows us That even the best of us fail to live as God would have us live. Israel's two narratives bubbled under the surface for several generations of the United Monarchy. But the people could not suppress the dissent forever. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.